0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Wellbeing Wednesdays. I am your host, Courtney Weaver. I am also the director at Well WVU here at West Virginia University. Today, we are joined once again by Brittany Brandt. She is the fitness and well-being coordinator here um, at WBU with Campus Recreation. So Brittany has graced us with her presence before, and we are so happy that she uh, bit the bullet and came back because well, not a lot of people want to come back and that's okay. Uh, but Brittany, thanks for joining us. And for those who aren't familiar with you or your work, why don't you take a minute to sort of explain what your role is here at the university?
1: Sure, thank you, Courtney, for having me back. I'm always glad to share information and provide students with new thoughts and ways of being, especially regarding wellness so my position within campus rec I am in charge of all of our group fitness classes that we run weekly we have about 50 going on right now through the semester everything from yoga and Pilates all the way to F45 and high intensity interval training classes we have lots of new things coming up this semester so be sure to follow the rec on Instagram or come into our building and see what we have going on and we also have personal training services those are for a cost and but we also have body comp testing going on so check out our website for days and times to just come learn about your body fat and get some information from personal trainers and then i also have some well-being programming that we do throughout the semester and hoping to expand on that in the upcoming um fall of 2022
0: Nice. But for personal training, Brittany, would you say that it is less expensive for a student to come and get a personal trainer at Campus Rec than it would be at a like a community gym?
1: Yes. And also the great thing that we have for students, this is for anybody who purchases personal training sessions. You do get a free gold fitness assessment with that so you can test your flexibility, your strength, your cardio, whatever you're interested in learning about and your maximum you know like cardio your vo2 max or your maximum strength one rep max that is included with personal training sessions even if you buy just one so it's a pretty affordable and we also offer partner training so if you want it even cheaper you can have a friend come join and the two of you you must have about the same goals that you're working on and it's cheaper so you guys pay a little bit less of a rate um, for the same session
0: Nice. I have a friend, a good friend of mine from grad school, who's also a personal trainer, and she's a fitness instructor too. And she basically says, like, you know, it's worth it to even have one session with a personal trainer just so that you know that you're moving your body in the correct way and that you're not going to cause yourself injury doing the exercises that you're choosing to do. So, yes. So, anyway, that is not nothing really to do with what we're talking about today, but still important to know. (laughs) So. (laughs) <laughs> We're actually going to be talking a little bit about body image and social media today. And I, I know on this podcast, I've touched on this um, particular topic a lot with some other folks around the university because it's it's a really prevalent and pervasive issue and so for folks who don't know how we're defining body image is very simple and it's basically how we perceive our own physical appearance and when we think about how social media influences it i was like reflecting before you hopped on the call Brittany. like when i was younger when i was a teenager we didn't have cell phones like i'm um, i'm you know in the upper part of my 30s you know so and i was never I wasn't part of that generation that was inundated with all of these images that you see on like Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Like, if I wanted to see images, I had to like pick up a physical, you know, teen bop magazine so that I could see, you know, advertisements and all that kind of stuff. So, this problem is ever developing and ever growing. But what makes you so interested in this particular? Like facet of life?
1: I think that body image has everything to do with the fitness industry Mm -hmm. and the habits that people develop because of their image that they have. And there's a stereotype as well on fitness professionals too of you look a certain way and even sometimes I've been judged for, oh, you're the fitness coordinator. Well, you look fit. So I trust what you're saying as if my education doesn't validate me or, you know, if I, if I was maybe overweight or I have 50 more pounds on me, then, then people wouldn't trust what I was saying, even mm-hmm. though I would maybe still have my master's degree. So it's just a problem that everybody has and even people who are too skinny or people that other people perceive them as too skinny and other comments, it's just really a problem within the fitness industry specifically and people looking to also uh, join and like come to the rec or start their fitness journey. So -hmm. it's something that I'm also just passionate about. And even the people who seem to have it the most together, or are most active, we still have our our bad days too where we don't feel our best selves and so it's just really about awareness and being grateful that our bodies can do a workout sometimes we think why can't we do xyz today or just as good as that other person and it's a lot of comparison too
0: yeah, I'm experiencing that now while watching the Winter Olympics. Why can't I snowboard down a half pipe? It's like, well, Courtney, you've never strapped a snowboard to your feet. That's number one. Like the amount of training that these folks do, you're not doing that. That's why. So let's talk about a little bit about social media and how it can have an effect. And so we might, people might think we're going to go the obvious and do like how it can have a negative effect. But let's, let's flip those expectations and let's talk about how social media can have a positive effect on body image. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Sure. I think the positive way is I follow some coaches on social media, Instagram, and I look for the ones that have that positive outlook of they motivate you in their Instagram stories. They say like, get your workout in today. And even if it's just a walk or something, they just encourage movement or they talk about, having a balanced, healthy lifestyle. So instead of we only eat grilled chicken and broccoli and rice every single meal for our whole entire lives, some of them have their fun things that they do. So some of them eat like their meals that they have with their friends will be burgers and they'll have like a drink with their friends and some of them have donuts for breakfast and they you know they they talk about 85 percent on your healthier foods and 15 percent fun and that's flexibility to be you know go out with friends for dinner or have a dessert uh, maybe a little bit more of a dessert certain days things like that and i think that's kind of the people that i like to follow and i encourage other people to follow and it's not necessarily you should be this size or do these types of workouts a lot of people that i follow they they do different types of workouts so they do boxing or dance they do weightlifting and they talk about it all so you just have to look for people who are also recognize where rest comes in and taking days off as well because it's not conducive to work out for hours on end every single day. So, um, really just looking for those people and it could, they don't have to be professionals either. Uh, but you have to be careful that if it's just a random person or influencer on Instagram, they might not know what they're doing and they might not have the education to back up what they're saying. So, some professionals on there do have, or celebrity trainers, some of them do have the education as well. So you just kind of have to do a little bit of research behind those people as well of do they know what they're talking about?
0: Yeah. And I think I, I've talked about this in the past with some registered dietitians. There are a lot of people who claim to be like nutritionists or nutrition experts, but don't actually have the the status and credential of registered dietitian. And that's really yeah. something to watch out for too. Um But I was thinking as you were talking, there's actually the story in the news right now of an influencer in Texas who's being sued by the state because she gave out inaccurate and like dangerous nutrition information on her Instagram and now is facing legal ramifications. And a lot of the people that I follow, I like to follow some folks that do a little bit more advocacy for body image, particularly around like fat acceptance, which are just looking to dismantle fat phobia and bias from our society. There are a lot of folks who are out there doing that work. And one thing that I learned in researching this podcast, which I thought was pretty cool, is Instagram specifically has made certain keywords or hashtags unsearchable. And those are all in relation to eating disorder, a specific keywords and hashtags. So that way that allows users to focus on healthier representations, with which I thought was pretty cool. So I was like, way to go, Instagram on, on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause yeah, there are so many people. So now let's talk about maybe what, how can social media negatively affect our body image? So mm-hmm. what, what springs to your mind first when I ask that question?
1: I think that specifically for body image and it doesn't necessarily have to include weight. Some people immediately think weight, but There's other things as we go through phases of life of your first wrinkle that you see or your teeth, maybe not as white as other people. The thing that you have to remember is that people on social media are only showing their best best selves. And usually it's after hours of prep work, finding the right lighting, finding the right makeup, the right clothes, the right angle. There's so much that goes into prep. It's not simply I'm going to take this random picture of myself and post it. And so that's something that we have to think about as well. And then a lot of these people that are on social media who are super popular, they have teams of people behind them helping them, or they have money to support a certain diet or lifestyle. They have lower stress in certain ways, like maybe monetarily they're okay, where some people, students especially, they're struggling with school and jobs and juggling multiple things whereas these influencers that is their job so they don't have the everyday stressors that go along with it so they are able to focus more so on their skincare routines or their exercise you know most of a lot of them spend hours in the gym every day and that's just really not doable for a lot of people so That's something that we have to remember. And then the biggest thing is really genetics, aside from the photoshopping. (laughs) Yeah, and airbrushing. Right. So there is that, of course, but also genetics. And then there's other fake things on social media. So I've seen ads for the leggings that are supposed to make your butt look amazing. And the behind the scenes of they put padding in their butts to make them look more round and bigger. So... Uh, you're not going to get necessarily that perfect shaped booty by wearing their pants or doing the workouts. It's literally padding. So, and then genetics has a huge thing to play with our body makeup and our composition, how we burn calories and all of that. So, we just have to remember what works for somebody else might not work for you. So, whoever you're following on Instagram, they may say, Well, I eat salads every day for lunch. But something that I've learned about myself really lately is that I don't do well with cold foods. I do well with hot foods. So I changed my diet from eating salads at lunch to eating warm grains and vegetables. And that has been a life changer for me. So it's finding out what works for you specifically, and then remembering if i Brittany am pushing something on social media you know like this specialty shake or something it might not work the same for you as it worked for me if i even consume what i'm selling too so that's just some things we have to remember
0: yeah that's that's for sure and again just reiterating following folks who claim credentials they don't actually have or Just even like famous people, as a a sex educator, I always get really frustrated with Gwyneth Paltrow and her company Goop because they advertise all these sexual wellness products that it's like, those aren't healthy for your body to do. i remember specifically the jade egg that her company promoted that you would insert that into the vagina and it would just hang out in there and supposed to deliver all these health benefits and a a a board certified gynecologist (laughs) immediately jumped on her like you cannot do this jade is a porous stone like bacteria will collect in there it can cause infections like you shouldn't leave something inserted into your vagina for hours on end it's bad for the muscles like all this stuff. So it's, it's like a problem in every facet of the health industry. I'm pretty sure, but actually, so sorry, that was such a sidebar, but there's, there's been a lot of studies about like body image and social media. And there's one study by the Florida house experience, which is a healthcare institution. And they talked to a thousand men and women and what they found was very similar to what other studies have found that basically 87% of women and 65% of men compared their bodies to images that they consume on social and traditional media. And when it comes to that unfavorable comparison, you know, it was 50% of women and 37% of men compare their bodies unfavorably. And I feel like men are often left out of this particular conversation, but they face enormous pressure to, for their bodies to be shaped a certain way as well. I mean, if you just look on men's health magazine like the cover um to have that muscly cut kind of look so it's it's a very pervasive very pervasive problem so as we talk about this like Brittany, what do you recommend to combat it how can we fight against? so
1: for for me i think that following like we said those those healthier accounts and people that you that inspire you that have a overall positive message but not too positive like toxic positivity but also sometimes maybe just getting away from fitness or celebrity accounts and maybe following other things or if you have different instagram accounts maybe one is related to fitness and other things is like other hobbies so you just take a break from all of those messaging that's happening but also knowing that sometimes when you start a fitness journey and you get to a certain point does that really make you happy mm. because i've i've lost a lot of weight before and gotten really down and then it's 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 never enough like what is enough for you mm. and really it's about how you feel what kind of foods do you eat that make you feel good healthier foods unhealthier foods spending time with friends or doing hobbies and really focusing on the things that actually make you happy yes there are so many benefits to exercise you definitely need to do some and get in movement every day and eating healthier foods will help you sustain a lifestyle and cut down on those diseases that will tend to occur as you're older but just knowing that you're doing it for the right purpose and not just because you need feel the pressure to look a certain way and if you are eating the healthiest diet to a T, is that happy? Are you saying no to invites to parties because you don't want to have the temptation of eating a cookie or having a burger and fries for dinner? So what really makes you happy at the core of it and following those social media accounts that is conducive to that because if you're always comparing yourself to other people you're never going to be happy in your own life no matter what it is body image or anything else so you just have to do what you're comfortable with and get to a point where you're happy with yourself and so we can help you with that over at the rec in terms of your fitness and classes training getting into your own routine
0: yeah for sure there's also something that's relatively new on campus, and it's a collaboration between WellWVU, the Collegiate Recovery Program, the Caruse Center, Campus Recreation, and Dining Services, and it's called The Body Project, and it's actually a psychoeducational program. It's It meets four times for an hour each time, but it really deconstructs what society, the messages that society is sending about body image and helps you like come up with strategies to dismantle that and to fight against it. Um, so if you're interested in the body project, I'll put the information in the description for this podcast, along with the information that you shared earlier, Brittany, about the camp, about the uh, offerings at campus recreation. I can speak today, mm-hmm. Woo. Uh, but also if you're struggling, you know, the folks at the Carew Center and a healthy minds university are here to help you. If you are confused as to, Maybe how to make some of those, you know, more positive food choices, especially because if you're new to campus and all of a sudden all that's before you uh, is what's in the dining hall, I recommend that you make an appointment with the registered dietitian on campus in a king. She's actually going to be our guest next week. And so you'll hear from her. She's really awesome and can really help sort of dismantle some of those food myths that you might have internalized and some of those fitness myths and those, you know, and really put you on put you on the right track uh, to make those those good choices for yourself so I'll put her information in the description as well but but any final thoughts Brittany anything that you want to share that we didn't get to
1: I think just really my parting message is to find that sweet spot of healthy living of what yourself what makes you feel good and even if where you're at right now, you feel great in your body. That's amazing. Just making sure that you are still eating healthier foods and getting exercise for the point of life longevity and just, yeah, I guess just happiness overall.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think, um, it just reminds me of that, that adage, like if it's, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. So when you see those advertisements for like this pill will help you do this or this <laughs> one, chances are that's not what's going to happen. And yeah, there's there's really no such thing as, as the miracle cure in, in this realm. So it's really about finding that happiness within yourself. And there are places on campus that can help you do that. So, well, thank you so much, Brittany. Always enjoy speaking with you and to our Loyal followers, all 12 of you, I really appreciate your time, and we will catch you next time on Wellbeing Wednesdays.